is up, everybody. How you doing? How you living? Austin Cunningham and Justin Patrice coming to break down and preview the NFL so far. It's been a little bit, but hey, we're back. Hope you had a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We're ready to roll into this. Looking at the overall season bets and the player prop bets, there's some clear separation because Trees kept the bets going. And I took my little two-week hiatus very seriously and did absolutely nothing. So I have zero shot on coming back to win this within the last two weeks. But it's all right. I'll concede to this. I was probably going to lose anyways. Let's just be honest and completely real with ourselves. But in the midst of my two-week hiatus of doing nothing, which was very, very enjoyable for me, I really did have a good time. It was nice. Again, I did nothing, but our guy here, Justin Treese, did a whole lot. Got to watch his Utah Utes in the Rose Bowl. After winning the Pac-12, they beat Oregon again in dominant fashion, so you love to see that. And you go to the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California, you face the Ohio State Buckeyes, and you almost beat them. But I know we talked a little bit before we hopped on, but I just I have to ask you, how was just Pasadena in itself? Like just the atmosphere of that game in the moment and just – parking, walking into the stadium, being in the stadium, seeing the field and in Utah, just kind of what was the overall like roller coaster of emotions that you went through? Yeah. So it was fantastic. Coolest sporting event I've ever been to. I've been to a lot of, I've been to multiple games. I, sh- I shouldn't say a lot. I've been to multiple bowl games. I've been to obviously championship games. I've been to playoff games. Um, obviously been to the senior bowl with you. Um, and this passed them all. Like, this was awesome. It was fantastic. The atmosphere was electric. Like, that's the only way I can, like, describe it. Like, everybody was in a good mood. I mean, everybody saw it on television. Like, it was – so there's 88,062 of them were Utah fans. So, um, wow. it was it was insane. Um, that's more than what Rice-Eccles Stadium, the Utah Stadium – even holds so it is like more than a sellout at (laughs) as a home game so it was it was awesome um our hotel room um actually was literally right outside of it so we stayed in hollywood um on the street that has like all the stars right on the on the ground yeah and it was literally right outside of it was betty white's and we arrived the day she passed away and let me tell you that was the most traffic and everything that we had to deal with was like dealing with getting around the cameras and everything like that was a nightmare. But other than that, man, we got, I don't know if we just got lucky or what. So we headed down on Friday morning, but we left at like five 36 AM. So we could try to beat the rush, literally no traffic. Um, getting to the stadium, we had a, we had a tailgate spot. So somehow the way we came in literally did not deal with any traffic. Like we got, we got in and out didn't stop at all. So that was awesome. Uh, walked around the stadium multiple times. The only downside to the whole thing was because it's like on like a golf course, right? Like a golf course kind of surrounds the Rose Bowl. Um, so like they let you park on the golf course, which is one weird, um, but two, it just made it just so muddy. Like it was just like miserable. Everybody's like pants and like shoes were just filled with mud. So that kind of sucked a little oh, bit. Shoot. Yeah. That um, but yeah, other than that, man, it was awesome. We got to walk around. We hung out for hours. We got into a the VIP tailgate section. Um, had some, you know, had some beverages. Had some shitty food, you know. Like so, it was it was good. And then you know, just went into the stadium, and then it was just chaotic. Like it, you almost feel like that stadium is not supposed to hold that many people. Like it was it was hard to walk around in. But yeah, dude, that game was electric. Um, could not have asked for a better weekend with my boys. Like it was fantastic. Um, 
And yeah, that's really about it, man. Like we, we got after it and yeah, that game, we, we, we felt confident at halftime, man. Like we, we really did. We felt good about it. Um, but credit to the Buckeyes, man. They made the adjustments they needed to. We had Bernard, our running back having to play cornerback because we were so short on corners and they started just attacking him, which they should have. And there you go. All of a sudden you got a couple of Rose bowl records from their quarterback and wide receiver, just like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, this Utah team's not going away. And let me tell you, the Gators should be scared week one next year. I don't care that it's in. I don't care that it's in Gainesville. They should be, they should be worried. Um, we got, a, we got a lot of people coming back and our goals are now, now playoffs. Like we got to the Rose bowl, like it's playoffs now. Yep. And it's, it's cool to see like how appreciative everyone in Utah, like Utah fans, like the players and like even your head coach, just like how it's like almost how honored they were to be in the Rose bowl. It was like, yeah, we wanted, yeah. like, this is something we wanted to reach. And everyone's like, oh, this is Utah super bowl. And, like, in a way, it definitely was. But, like, you guys also just appreciated every bit of that moment. And I think that was what the coolest part was, getting to see it from the outside looking in and then knowing that you're a huge Utah fan made me feel really good and special. Uh, How loud did that stadium get during, like, that four or five stretch of just touchdowns, like, play (laughs) after play? It was insane. Like, I at one point was, like, six rows, like – over from us just like jumping around and like like <laughs> you'd like celebrate and then you'd look and somebody else would score and you'd like just continue jumping and then all of a sudden it was like shit i'm like 30 seats this way i better start walking <laughs> back so um that was that that got loud but if you want to hear loud it was britain covey's kickoff return oh um, yeah that was that was insane so um i don't and i apologize i don't remember his name it's the it's one of the reporters for ucla and he goes to he's been doing it for 14 or 15 years um and he said and i think the exact quote or something near it was i've been coming to games for 14 or 15 years including all of the rose bowls um in the suite that i'm in i've never felt it shake and rumble and the moment that kickoff return he's like i felt it more than i've felt anything in in the stadium so wow it was that's awesome i mean like utah fans are known for being pretty damn loud and given mm-hmm. you know we don't have an nfl team or anything like that right so like this is this is our team you know like we don't we don't have to separate it of where it's like you know you have an nfl team and a college team or anything like that so like this is our team and um utah gets crazy loud you know in salt lake and they carried it over so i mean it was awesome if we go back there ever again We'll be, I'll be there. Like no matter what, like I can't miss that experience. Oh, yeah. That game, that game was awesome. So. Love it. And I'm sure you guys will be back if you keep it up. Shit. Maybe next year you guys are in the playoffs, win a national title. Oh, be pretty hope. neat. Let's hope so. Uh, let's let's hope go so. ahead and get into these NFL games. So let's go ahead and get started with my Kansas city chiefs playing in Denver to end the year. Kansas city is favored by 11 and a half. I'm going to do it. I'm going to take them. Kansas City has been awful against the spread this year. Every time I take it, I feel like I lose it. I think there's maybe been like, honestly, four or five games of the entire season. I've picked Kansas City on every spread this season. I'm very aware of that. I know. But I'm going to take them here against Denver. Drew Locke's playing quarterback. I think the defense has a lot that they want to prove after the amount of points that they gave up to Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals, which congrats to them on winning the North. Heck of a performance. Heck of a game. Kansas City, as much as, you know, I would like to blame the refs, as anyone else would like to be upset with the calls on the refs, you got to give props where it's due, and that is to Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. I mean, they just 
showed up again and again and made plays when needed. So going into this week, though, I look at it as, hey, that defense is probably a little embarrassed because they had an opportunity to kind of steal that game, missed a couple sacks, missed an interception here or there. Make up for it against Denver, go into the playoffs ready to roll and hopefully fight for your number one seed. So I'm going to take Kansas City favored by 11 and a half on Saturday. Yeah, um, I told you before the podcast that I, because we were driving home, I didn't really watch a ton of football last weekend, but I did watch a lot of this game at least. So that was that was one thing I did watch. And yeah, it was a hell of a game. It was very, very fun to watch. I'm also taking Kansas City at 11 and a half. Um, I mean, Drew Locke is just bad. He's just really bad. Like he's, he's not even using like any of his play. Like say what you want to about Teddy Bridgewater. At least he used his guys like the way you envision them to work. Like he, mm-hmm. he used Jerry Judy the way, especially early before he got hurt. Obviously, it was only one game, but there's that. And then he used Sutton very well when Judy was out. And now, given he had he wasn't at the start, but like Drew Locke doesn't he, he doesn't even know how to like use his running backs in the passing game. Like, yeah, yeah. dude, dude, Gordon and Williams are studs. Like, get them the ball at open field, and like he refuses to throw it to them. Like he's just like, ah, oh, I got a rocket arm. I'm just gonna throw it wherever and. It's just not working. So um, I think the Chiefs defense do, does get back on track, and I think they have a big, big performance here. And let's be honest, they want the number two seed. Um, they know that, you know, one seed is most likely out of out of it now. But um, take the two seed here and head into the playoffs and honestly hope that you don't face a team that um, yours truly predicted was going to happen here um, and that in the Los Angeles Chargers. Not going to say it, but it's playing out exactly the way I said it was going to. <laughs> uh, I is aware. <laughs> I is very worried. <laughs> um, I'm being very honest with you. I am, I am worried that the Chargers will inevitably beat <laughs> the Vegas. We'll beat Vegas this weekend. And then they're going to roll into the playoffs ready to go because they have Derwin James back. I mean, they're, they're they do. healthy right now. They're ready to rock and roll. So, yeah, yeah. It that, is going to be nerve wracking watching I mean, that game. That game will be just amazing. I mean, it'll be like the Thursday night game. That Thursday night game was probably one of the best NFL games we've had this year. 100%. That game was so much yep. fun. I Like, everybody was all upset. I, we haven't really talked since that game. Like, everybody was upset about the fourth down stuff. I'm like, hell yeah, this is what it's all about. Nobody wants to see kickers out on the field. Yeah. Or fourth down. So let's go. Let's go. <laughs> so, all right. Um, let's go to a division rival here. Another Saturday game. And that is going to be the Dallas Cowboys at the Philadelphia Eagles. Both teams looking like they're, you know, feeling real good about the playoffs. Obviously Dallas is locked Eagles. I think, I don't think they're all the way locked, but I mean, basically are like too many bad things would have to happen for them not to make it. Um, and Dallas is four point four and a half point favorites here. Um, I'm going to take the Eagles here. Um, and that's honestly because I kind of think that the Cowboys may start resting some guys later in the game. I think that the fourth quarter rolls around and they might start. I don't know though. Cause like they obviously want a better seed. Like it's, it's not like they're locked into a seed yet, but I kind of feel like they might be like, Hey, let's play this smart. Like we're going to be playing a good team no matter what at this point. And we're playing no matter what, like we're not getting the one seed. So maybe you just rest up guys in the fourth quarter and then Philadelphia knows that obviously they win their end. So I'm going to take the Philadelphia Eagles to cover this game. Well, look at us thinking the exact same thoughts. Cause that's where I was rolling with you. I'm going to take Philadelphia to cover. I think Dallas still wins, 
because I think there's enough talent on that team, you know, in depth in terms of receiver and running back and Tony Pollard, where, you know, if they need to kind of get a drive going or someone to make a play, they can even in the end of a game. But I do expect Philadelphia to be playing this game at a high level because they need to be clicking at the right time since they've, you know, locked in a spot in the playoffs. They're going to be taking this game very serious. I'm like, okay, let's build off of this. And Dallas is like, let's just get in healthy. So let's not have any more mistakes. You already lost Gallup. So that's never good. But I think resting in the fourth quarter is a very real possibility for the Cowboys here. And I think that's why Philadelphia covers. So I'm right there with you. Next up is going to be the Colts in Jacksonville facing your Jaguars, where Indianapolis is favored by 15 and a half. I think I saw a stat earlier in the week where it showed Indianapolis has not beaten Jacksonville in Jacksonville since what, like 2011? So, 14. 2014. Excuse me. That's quite a while. <laughs> it's been a minute since that has happened. That was Andrew Luck days there. But I'm actually going to take Jacksonville to cover. I just think 15 and a half is way too much. Like, I just, the Colts have not done anything to prove to me, like, yeah, we're a team that can just put a team away, put our foot on the throat, and just set the dagger in and go. So I'm going to take Jacksonville to cover. And I think like Jacksonville also realizes like just ride or die. Like, we have nothing else to lose. Let's just go out there and ball and have some fun the best way we can. Yeah. I'm also taking Jacksonville just because I think that 16 points is a lot. Um, so same page there. Um, this team is just God awful, but I think that they'll find a way to keep it at a, like a 14 point game when it's all said and done. Um, I got to bring it up. The clown out stuff is fucking fantastic and I'm all <laughs> for it. I'm all for it. I, I, I did change my avatar on Twitter to it for a couple of days and then I had to change it to the Utah Rose Bowl stuff. Um, I might change it back over the weekend though, but um, for those that are like, what the hell are you talking about? Um, some guys on Twitter, Jags fans, obviously upset with the bulky news that he might be retained, which I mean, that's just a report. Like, it's not like Shad Khan has said that yet, but I mean, some respectable people have said it. So um, they end up doing a Twitter avatar that is a clown with the mustache of Shad Khan on it, um, all in just be like, yeah, we're going to keep doing this until Trent Balky is no longer with, with the team. Um, Why so don't that, you it, like Balky? Because he's fucking horrible. His last like five years as a GM, he has like 10 wins. Like he, he literally ruined the 49ers. Um, like they, they literally, <laughs> he's so bad. Like, and like all off season was like, yeah, I'm just going to build this team. So they're so fast. Like if we have anything on this team, we're going to have so much speed. It's the slowest fucking team in the NFL. What are you talking about? Like this team is awful. Um, like it's so, it's just so bad anyways. So Everybody in Jacksonville, there's like reported of, I think it's like 3,000 fan season ticket holders are going to be wearing clown costumes during the game. And I cannot wait. 3,000? Yeah. Holy shit. Which is a fair amount of fans wearing fucking yeah. clown costumes. And then like a, t- a ton of those guys bought like the big bags of red noses that come with packs of like 20 to 50 and they're going to just be handing them out. Like I legit would not be surprised if 50% of the fans at least have like a clown nose on. Do you think the camera pans the crowd or do you think it just, yes. there's going to be no crowd panning there, for, uh, TV. <laughs> oh, TV, TV will do it because they know it'll bring in, you know, it'll bring in a viewership yeah. for at least a short term of people just wanting to see it for a minute. Um, and you know, damn well that like, 
red zone is going to be showing that shit they're like yes this yeah. is what we want yeah <laughs> you know so anyways love this love it um so yeah and then you know we'll see i mean hopefully honestly hopefully on monday we get the report that bulky's fired like that's what it comes down to i'm that's what i'm hopeful for and and then we can actually get into the meat of things of actually having you know the head coach you know let's let's see um and a new gm and then a new gm yeah i'm all for it so start start fresh you know build build everything around it um you and i were talking about like hey first overall pick uh you know what do you do here's an idea give the okay let's just say that aaron Rodgers is gone right like i know there's a report saying that like things might be getting better at green bay let's just say he's gone they franchise tag Devontae Adams, right? It's great. Good. He's not going to be happy about that. Here's an idea. Just just give the Packers the first overall pick for Devontae Adams. Get out of here. No way. Yeah. Why not? Because you need fucking offensive linemen. The offensive linemen that's ranked 13th or 14th in the NFL right now? Like... Like when it comes to pressures, I, I'm I'm not saying that they're great. Uh, we clearly need we clearly need all sorts of offensive linemen help, but like literally, we lead the NFL in drops by like 17. Like I've seen I've seen Chiefs fans <laughs> complain about drops. We average one more per game than you guys. <laughs> like that's yeah, how bad it is. That's like, true. And no, of course, we're not going to do that. But like, that's how badly we need wide receiver help that I'm just like, screw it. Honestly, I'm super upset about the Gallup torn ACL because he was somebody that I really, really wanted. Um, I actually yeah. wanted, like, I wanted that Kellen Moore to come and then him bring, you know, bring Gallup along and bring, you know, bring on a couple other, you know, even like a Cedric Wilson. I could just bring two, bring two offensive linemen with you more. So anyways, <laughs> sorry, enough about the Jags. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm excited to see what happens this offseason. They're going they're projected to have the second most money cap space. Um, if you get a new GM and a new head coach, this is an offensive minded guy. You still got Trevor Lawrence. Um, things can turn around quickly. That's what I can say. It can turn around quick. They really could. I mean, watch what look what Cincinnati's done. I mean, three years, exactly. damn, here they are. And speaking of Cincinnati, they're up next as they travel to Cleveland to face the Browns, where Cleveland is favored by six. I don't care if Joe Burrow is relaxing or not playing. I'm taking Cincinnati here. They are going to absolutely demolish the Browns. I really don't know why Cleveland's even favored at all. So, Do you know I'm something actually, that I don't? I mean, because Cincinnati basically came out and said nobody, no starters are playing. Does that change okay. your mind? Well, I... Yeah, if they're not playing any of their offensive starters, then yes, I'm going to take it back. I know the key players aren't. Like, I know the offensive skill players are not. Um, offensive linemen probably will play a little bit. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's – Yeah, let me switch back to Cleveland. Let me okay. switch to Cleveland, even without Baker Mayfield playing. And that is just a crazy situation. News broke yesterday for you guys listening that uh, Baker Mayfield might request a trade. He's not happy with the reporting that's being done. He's even on Twitter today being upset with a reporter um, about false news being kind of spread and thrown around in terms of a headline. Um, so he's clearly not happy. And there's been rumors anyways, or just people kind of putting tea leaves together that maybe Cleveland's ready to move on from him. He hasn't lived up to his potential. I shouldn't even say potential, just lived up to what a number one pick should be. I think he's done a fine job. He's done all right. I mean, he's been the quarterback, but it's nothing fantastic. We've both kind of had our question marks on Baker. 
the entire time he's been in Cleveland since we've been doing this podcast. So I think him moving on kind of puts a chip back on his shoulder, and maybe we get that old Baker Mayfield at OU back. And, I mean, he's going to have surgery on that left shoulder because he's torn his labrum. So we'll see, but I do think that's the end of an era in Cleveland, and they're going to be looking for another quarterback this offseason. But since Bengals, and I just now learning this, that they're not playing anybody or any of their playmakers, I'll roll with Cleveland plus or minus six, excuse me. Yeah, um, I'm also going to take Cleveland at minus six, and I think it's just because Cleveland's going to be playing most of their starters. And, you know, Baker not playing is probably a good thing at this point with his injury, um, and, you know, you just roll with it. So uh, good on Cincinnati, man. You win your division and you get to rest up for a week. Like, that's awesome. That's what that's really what they, they've been striving for. I'm happy for their fans. So, yeah, I'm also taking Cleveland there. Next game up, we have the Packers at the Lions, and the Packers are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Similar to Cincinnati, the Packers are not going to be starting certain guys. Um, they've locked in the number one seed, not even just a playoff thing. So um, they're sitting they're sitting real pretty right now. Um, man, my, my gut kind of wants to take the pa- – or sorry, wants to take the Lions here. Like, it really does. But, Do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to take, I'm going to take green Bay to win this game. Um, They're just too good of a team, man. Like I, and I get it. I mean, like we saw what green Bay looks like without Aaron Rodgers against your Kansas city chiefs and offensively, Mm -hmm. it doesn't look good. It does not look pretty, but Detroit's not hasn't looked pretty in since I've been born. So um, so we'll we'll go with that. And I'm gonna just take Green Bay to cover this at three and a half. But I do I do think this is a good game because Rodgers and Adams aren't playing. It'll be interesting what they do at running back there because I I wouldn't be surprised if both running backs play for a little bit, but then probably bounce at like halftime or something like that. But like continue yeah. to get to some work. What they're doing and I. I can't question, man. They're the number one seed and they're dominating, but it is super, it's weird the way that they're splitting the reps with, with these two, with um, Jones. They're pretty much just, they're pretty much just giving Dylan, like almost, it seems like he's just getting almost like the starter reps. Yeah. It almost feels like they're just using Jones and pass situations. Like outside of that, we want the threat of Dylan out here. If we're going to run the ball. And if we don't, it's like, well, shit, now the secondary has to get back, but you have to respect the run with Dylan on the field. Yeah, but it's so weird because you do with AJ or AJ or I keep saying AJ with Aaron Jones, Jones as well. As with yeah, it's it's AJ Dillon, but with Jones as well because I mean the dude's a thousand yard rusher, like he's unbelievable, yeah. like he's so good. But I don't know, it's working. Um, I I'm very interested to see once the playoffs happen, like how this rolls out. Like I could see them like if it's a good weather game, they just all of a sudden just like turn Aaron Jones on, and it's just like go do what you've always done, and then like the moment yep. it gets cold, it's like hey. 260 pound bruiser come here go hurt these guys like they they, they want <laughs> yeah. no they want no part attack like you he's got linebackers making business decisions that's what yeah. he's got going on he, he does. you have that running back that's pretty special so i'm actually going to take the green bay packers to cover here no matter who's playing or who's not in this situation at any point in the game the lines are just god awful just roll into the next year and hope you figure some shit out this offseason i don't think jared goff should be your quarterback next year but that's just me it is what it is i don't think he's he needs to go be a bridge quarterback for someone else, not you anymore. Next up, the Bears playing at Minnesota facing the Vikings, where the Vikings are favored by five and a half. Since we just saw Justin Fields get put on the COVID IR list or 
just he's not going to be available. He's not going to be playing this game most likely. I'm going to take Minnesota. I don't know what's going on in Minnesota. I don't know what their future holds. Like, are you done with Kirk Cousins after this year? I know I think he's got another year left on his deal. Is Zimmer going to be the head coach? It's one of these situations of just what is going on in Minnesota? Like, why is it not working out? Like, I feel like you have talent on your offense. You have Dalvin Cook. You have a rebuilt offensive line. Sort of could be better. And then you got Justin Jefferson that we all know of. Outside of that, though, like nothing's been good. It's just been pitiful performance on that defense. Luckily, you get to end the year with Chicago, so you kind of go into the offseason of like, hey, at least we won our last game. Isn't that a bad thing for, for Vikings fans, though? Like their ownership could be like, <laughs> shit, we end off a good note. We still got this and brings everybody back. Oh, I, that's probably what's going to happen again. I feel like that's what happened last year. Yeah, yeah, that's that's some trouble right there. But yeah, anyways, I'm still taking Minnesota as well. Um, I just don't think the Chicago is very good. I mean, that's more of what it comes down to. Um, and I think Minnesota, they've looked bad, but like they randomly look good when everybody. We've said this multiple times in this podcast. As soon as you count them out, they all of a sudden start looking good and they show up. So, uh, give me Minnesota there as well. We are now six games in, and we've picked the same exact thing on all six. I don't think that's ever happened. So. <laughs> There we go on that. Yeah. Yeah. Next game, Washington football team at the New York Giants. Washington is seven point favorites, and I am smashing the seven point favorite there. Um, Giants, the Jags look bad. The Giants may look worse without Daniel Jones in them. Like they can't even put up like 10 points. They can't have over 10 pass. They can't have over five passing yards and a half. That's with Mike Glennon, and you're playing Chicago's defense. I know they're decent, but, like, my God. You yeah. can't throw for four – you can't throw more than four yards and a half. That's insane. It's ridiculous. It's really bad. It's sad. Giants might be the worst the worst team in football right now. Just, I mean, granted, they're dealing with a lot of injuries, but, like, shit, it's not good at all. So, I'm going to take Washington here as well. I don't know how much more time you even want to spend on that game. Both these teams have a lot to work on going to the offseason, and then we'll cover that later, of course, after the season's over. So taking Washington to cover the seven next up Pittsburgh traveling to Baltimore to face the Ravens where the Ravens are favored by six. I think it's still in question on if Lamar Jackson will play this game or not. Um, so we'll have to see there has Raven have, excuse me, has Baltimore clinched a playoff spot yet? No, dude, they, they're most likely out. They need crazy things to happen. They need, yeah, okay. They, so Ravens need to win. They need the Jags to beat the Colts. They need the chargers to lose and Miami to lose. If, it would be surprising if the Raiders beat the Chargers. I'm, I will be rooting for the Raiders this weekend, honestly. You mean, I don't you mean the Steelers? The Chargers. Sorry, no. I, I guess I'm not understanding what you're saying. I get like what you're saying on these other scenarios. Jack, Jacksonville's not beating the Colts, so that automatically yeah. means the the Ravens Chargers are probably are missing the playoffs. Correct. Yeah, but no. If if Oakland, or excuse me, if Las Vegas beat the Chargers, they're in. Whoever Correct. wins that game gets into the playoffs. So I'm rooting yeah. for the Davis. Raiders to win that football I get, game. I get what you're yeah. saying now. Got it. Yeah, cool. I did. I do see how I kind of got off the rails there. But in this matchup, let me get back to this. Steelers versus Ravens. I'm actually going to take the Ravens to win this game and cover. So I'll be picking Baltimore, but I don't feel very comfortable with it, with it being Big Ben's last game in the NFL. Yeah, Most that's likely. actually – yeah, that's why I actually kind of want to take the Steelers in this game. I think the Ravens are a better team. I'm going to do it. I'm going to take Pittsburgh. Um, 
I think Ravens are for sure a better team, but I just think that there's going to be something about this team that really wants to send Big Ben out as a winner. Um, yep. And it is, and it is his last game. Let's not play that game, Mike. It is so. Um, Big Ben goes out with a win. Actually, back to back division wins. Um, that was a cool little moment at the end of that Monday night game. Yep. That was cool. I actually fell asleep on the couch and woke up as he was going out to take a knee. And I was like, oh, cool. This is, this is I'm glad I woke up for this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> glad, I, glad I woke up to see this. Next up, the Tennessee Titans traveling to Houston to face the Texans, where Tennessee is favored by 10. I'm manifesting this. I'm wholeheartedly going to believe it. I'm confident in it. Picking the Texans to win this football game. So that's why you were so quiet when I said Kansas City is not getting the one seed. Yep. I wondered why you were so quiet. I was expected like, a, yeah, you're probably right, you know, but like we still got Patrick Mahomes, like we're still the Chiefs, like two seed, it doesn't matter. That's what I was expecting. Instead, I got. Nope. I'm, I didn't even get. This I is the most out. worried I've been about the Chiefs rolling in the playoffs. As after the last three runs, not very confident in this team going into the playoffs this season. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just don't think there's a dominant. I, I hate, I hate seeing on Twitter like, there's no good teams in the NFL. I hate that. Why can't there I just be too. a lot of? Why can't there just be a lot of good teams? Like, why does it have to be think the that's other a, upset? No, you're good. Sorry, I cut you off there. But I think that's exactly what it is. I think there are a lot of good teams in the AFC, and that's why no one's been a dominant team. When you look at the NFC, it's. Tampa Bay, it's the Green Bay Packers. I mean, their division is absolute shit. So there's about eight wins right there for Green Bay. You look at Tampa, same thing in their division, absolutely garbage. You still find a way to lose to New Orleans, though. And it's like you look at Dallas, your division sucks too. Like, I just feel like in the NFC, it's everyone knows what's going to happen, right? Like, this is this is what's supposed to happen. In the AFC, it's like you have the gauntlet of the AFC North. You have the AFC West going back and forth each week. The Raiders are raiding, and there's so much shit happening off the field for them that it's a distraction. But at the same time, they found a way to go nine and seven and might sneak their way into the playoffs at 10 and seven by beating the Chargers. The Chargers were the best team in football, and then they weren't. And then now they're kind of mediocre back and forth on games. And now, if they get in the playoffs, it's like, look out. You look at Buffalo, they've had a surprising loss to Jacksonville in the middle of the season. Josh Allen still looks great, but that defense has somehow given up several points some games in some games out and you look at Tennessee they're just so damn dominant but it feels like no one's been healthy at the same time all year for them they've had a, like a surprising loss I think it was the Texans uh, it was a bad weather game in Tennessee team through like the four interceptions so it's just you look at these teams and kind of all the adversity that they face this season and it's just it's not been easy for any of them but at the same time they're all here and it's like fuck like now they're in the like even the Colts like that defense is just so fast and they're they're good. They can get after the quarterback. They can create turnovers and pressures and just make you uncomfortable in that offense. Like Jonathan Taylor can score at any moment. And it's terrifying going into the playoffs, like no matter who your favorite team is, because you don't know what can happen. And some people might be like, well, yeah, does the NFL playoffs. I feel like the last couple of years, we all knew like Kansas City was on a mission. First year they won it. Second year, run it back. Let's go. This year, it's like they got dominated in the Super Bowl. But like just they can't stop shooting themselves in the foot. Like it's just been tough and frustrating to watch this season. So I, I don't like, I mean, it legitimately we could watch Indianapolis just kind of maybe storm their way into the playoffs. If Carson Wentz has like a spectacular playoff run and be like, well, fuck here we are, but we just, we don't know, but I'm taking Houston to win this game because I'm manifesting Kansas city in the number one seats. So we don't have to worry about it. 
I mean, this number one seed is just so important because again, you don't, you're playing teams like the chargers and you know, like, or the Colts and like, hell no. Like, I don't want those teams coming yep. to my house. Like no thanks. So, um, but I'm taking Tennessee, Tennessee knows they know what they have to do. They know they have to win this game so they can give the big dog one more week to practice and then say, good luck NFL. Like good luck. Remember, <laughs> remember how we were kicking the shit out of, each and every one of you when he was on the field well he's back and guess what he's not even tired like you guys don't even have like doesn't have the wear and tear on him anymore he's fresh as can be and now you guys get to deal with foreman is good enough to carry the load if he needs to we've seen that it's ridiculous yeah for sure so i'm taking tennessee even at the 10 point mark doesn't matter i still think they win that game um saints and falcons um saints four and a half point favorites well know what i'm gonna take atlanta why? I don't really know. I don't think they're very good, but one to what? I don't think the Saints are very good. I think their defense is. I think their offense is shit. Um, and I think the Falcons are going to find a way to keep this game close. I still think the Saints win this game, but I think they win it by a field goal. I'm going to pick the Saints to cover just because I think Atlanta does something stupid at the end of the game and tennis or not Tennessee, excuse me. New Orleans gets finds a way to score like defensively, and Atlanta's just like, well. <laughs> That's how the Matt Ryan era is going to end because I mean, that's another quarterback in situation there where that might be over as well. And Matt Ryan could be playing somewhere else next season. Yeah. Where do you think he could end up? I think Pittsburgh makes sense. Um, Seattle. I feel like Russell Wilson's probably going to be moving on as well. Denver uh-huh. makes sense. Probably. I don't know. Like, I do think I Denver ends say up New York. Yeah. But huh? I mean, um, I think that I think it's almost like a lock that Wilson's going to be a giant. I feel like if he can find a way to get to New Orleans, he will. Like, could you imagine him with a with a great offensive line, a play caller that wants to pass the football and Sean Payton? You have Alan Kamara that you can jump drop yeah. the ball off to. Michael Thomas is probably like, hell yeah, I'm back. I get to go run some <clears throat> deep routes, and I can catch already. Now I just got to just catch it in the bread basket. Like, I just think that would be a beautiful fit and it immediately puts new Orleans as like a super bowl favorite. Yeah. I kind of just want Teddy and he would get to play in a dome. Yeah. That would be nice. I kind of want Teddy Bridgewater to go back to the saints. Fuck. I'm done with Teddy Bridgewater, dude. Just retire. Why? Take your, just, I'm so done with them. I like them. I root for them. It just, just go, just be a backup, dude. Like you're just just go be a backup just, and live the dream. Stop trying to be a starter. You're not. Same thing with Tyrod. Stop trying to go be a, a franchise guy somewhere. You're you're just you're not that guy, pal. No, those guys are the perfect guys to go and start for half of a season and then get benched. Like that's that's exactly what they are. Well, yeah, if you draft a rookie quarterback, then absolutely. Yeah. But I'm wanting New Orleans to be like, nah, we'll just go get a veteran. We worry about a rookie later. Go yeah. win a Super Bowl and then like trade up in the draft and get a quarterback. Do that after you go win a Super Bowl. <clears throat> All right. Or make another Super Bowl run. I mean, I don't think I mean, obviously I'd much rather have Russell Wilson than <laughs> than Teddy Bridgewater. I'm just saying, I just don't think it's like I just I feel think like I came off super harsh there to Teddy. You I'm did. Sorry. You really did. You you hate Teddy Bridgewater. That's all I got from it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> wow. No. All right. I just feel okay. like if you have to wear gloves in the NFL, you're not a quarterback. Like it just what? He wears receiver gloves. He doesn't even wear just gloves. He wears receiver gloves. I'm just, I'm tired of, I'm tired of the look. It's not working out. 
and he always so, gets hurt. And it's like such an injury where like just when I start to get excited and kind of root for him, it's like almost has his leg cut off, okay. almost gets murdered in Carolina, almost has his head or his neck broken in Denver. It's just I just I go sit on the you. bench, bub. Go hold I the clipboard and just be a locker room guy. I would love you so much more. No, I I'm here for Teddy. Like that that's some bullshit right there. What you're saying. <laughs> Wonder what what it would be even better. Teddy back to Minnesota. I guess. I and Minnesota is going to be like, man, we're just still so fucking mediocre. <laughs> totally. For this sure. division's not- wide open. We could have we moved on from Kurt Cousins and got Teddy Bridgewater. I'm just saying, dude. I'm just saying. Like, I'm sorry that you are a negative person. That's all I gotta say. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you're you're mad at your dad, not at me. I forgive you. <laughs> all right. Jets at Bills. Man, we thought we thought 15 and a half for the Colts over the Jags was a lot. We got a 16 point favorite for the Bills against the Jets. You wonder what? I'm gonna do it. I'll take Buffalo. I don't even care. Damn, Buffalo's- I'm taking the Jets. How they look so bad too. They just competed with the Buccaneers. Oh. Zach Wilson was like open guy getting the ball out of my hand. He looks so much more poised in the pocket that last week that it was like, okay, keep building off of that kid. Yeah. But you know that they, I mean, if Buffalo wins, let's just say Cincinnati loses, they bench their guys and Buffalo wins. Given they can still win this game, and which I think that's what you're trying to get at, is they're going to win yeah. just not by 16. But like then Buffalo goes. Yeah, up I'm to not the picking the seed. Jets to win. Yeah, <laughs> that's for 16 sure. 16 is fair. Yeah, um, I'm just like Buffalo. They have to win to win the win uh, to win the division. I think uh-huh. that they're going to just step up and just say, "Let's go. Let's let's set the tone." And while we're doing this, if Cincinnati loses, we get the three seed. Great. Yeah, uh, I don't know. That's fine. Take, take I think they chance. win the division, but I don't think they're winning it by 16. I mean, next up, the 49ers at the Rams. Rams are favored by four and a half. Trey Lance looks like he's going to be getting the start again this week. I'm actually going to take the 49ers to win this football game. The 49ers are the Rams kryptonite, and Matthew Stafford has not looked good lately. I'm sorry, Riley, but I'm taking San Francisco. I mean, I'm sorry to you. You're the one that was, like, all up on Stafford this offseason. <sighs> Man, I was Matthew Stafford, Carson Wentz, Drew Locke, Noah Fan. You should you should reevaluate the way you look at quarterbacks. Ah, uh, most definitely. Yeah, most definitely. and I have. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> uh, I like a guy that can. That's you know, big, tough, throws the ball down the field. Now I realize I hate the fucking turnovers. They piss me off. Yeah, I don't yeah. care if it's a Hail Mary at the end of a half because it's like a fucking ball. That goes on the stat sheet, and I got to listen to everyone go, we threw two interceptions last two games. Yeah. It's like six in the last three weeks. All right, well, two of those were the end of half, and the other one is receivers dropped. Doesn't matter, they're turnovers. You're right, but shit. Yep, agreed. I'm also taking San Francisco because you're right. Like, Shanahan has owned the series, right? Like, basically hasn't lost to McVay. I don't um, know the last time the Rams have beat San Francisco, honestly. Yeah, well, I mean, that is I think a it's sad, like the right? last eight matchups. Yeah, like like Shanahan has not lost to McVay. I think is the is the actual stat. Um, so there's that, and then 
Niners know they win there in the playoffs. If they lose, they have to hope a few other games go their way so then they can stay in there. But like they could easily, they could easily fall out of it if they if they lose this game. So I think they're gonna win this game as well. So I'm taking San Francisco there. All right, going on. We got the Patriots at the Dolphins. Patriots six point favorites. I'm taking Miami. Uh, I think that New England wins this game, but I do think that it is a within a touchdown. Like this Miami defense has looked so good lately. They want to try to sneak into this playoffs. They know that they have a real opportunity to sneak in um, if they, if they win this game. What's their, I thought they were out. I thought they got eliminated last week. You're right. You're right. It was Vegas. I'm getting the two mixed up. You're right. Because Vegas. Okay. I was just, I didn't mean to be like, oh, you're wrong. No, 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 but you're right. I'm glad. I'm glad I'm, I was mixed. I'm literally looking at the two sheets of like the playoff, how to get in. And I'm looking at the wrong two. So you were right. But, (laughs) but I still think that their defense has still been playing fantastic. Um, I mean, they didn't go on a seven game winning streak for, you know, nothing like this team has been playing great. Um, it's going to be fascinating to see this two stuff at the end as well. Like this off season, I still think they stick with them. I think they should stick with them. Um, I know Deshaun Watson will be enticing if everything clears up, which it sounds like a lot of them did get cleared up somehow. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. But I'm taking, have you seen something? I haven't seen or heard anything on that. Yeah. I saw some report that like, there's some like, almost payouts that's like like agreements that have been like agreed to that like they're some of the charges have been dropped not all of them by any means but i yeah. think like some of the some of the charges with some of the accusers, accusers have, like the 22 yeah yeah, yeah out of the 22 i think it was like 17 of them like had multiple charges and some of them have been dropped at this point huh I would like to get the full truth on that because, like, oh, that's just too. still such a weird situation. So it's Either so way, weird. no matter how and, it plays out. And their court dates aren't until like February. It's like the week after the Super yep. Bowl or something, right? Like, so weird. Speaking I of hope Super it gets Bowl, figured out quickly. Me too. Spe- speaking of speaking of the Super Bowl, that shit might move to Dallas. I saw that, and it's kind of weird because it's like, if COVID is in LA, does that mean it's just not in Dallas? Like, I I guess I don't understand. It's because of the, the movement mandate. of that. Because ah. California, California just implemented their mask mandate indoors again till February 15th and the Super Bowl is on the 13th. So they're saying, do we really want to have 100,000 people in masks? But like, we've all been to events, right? <laughs> At this point, like nothing yeah. is like nothing. The, the mandate is awful. Like they don't make you wear masks. I literally was just at the Rose Bowl. I can tell you, maybe 5,000 people were wearing masks out of the 90,000 there. Like nobody was wearing them. And given that was outdoors, not indoors, but I just don't think that like, I don't, again, we've all been to, if it's music, if it's sporting events or whatever over the last year where they said masks are mandatory, you wear them walking in and the moment you walk in, you, you take it off. Like take it off. Yeah. That's just the, that's just the reality of how it's been at this point. Yeah. And I feel like all of us are kind of in agreement that like we're just ready to move on from this, and it's like we don't know what the right step is anymore. Not even like it, sh- it shouldn't be political, and I'm not meaning it to be political at all. But like just personally, like I'm just so done with it. So done with it. I I think yeah. I think 95 percent of America is, and probably yeah. the world. So, anyways, yep. Going back, I took Miami at six and a half plus six and a half. What about you? I'm gonna take Miami as well because I think. 
I don't really know what I think. It's more of just a gut feeling of like Miami's always good against the Patriots, like the last game of the year, especially in Miami. Like we've seen some magical stuff happen there. Um, you know, whether they beat them and then Kansas City gets moved to the two seed or, you know, we get to watch Miami do the the backyard bullshit type of stuff where they're laddering, lateraling the ball all the way through and then they go and score. It's just magical moments happen in these games to end the year. So I'm going to take Miami here by six and a half. Next up, though, Seahawks going to Arizona to face the Cardinals where they are favored by six and a half. The Cardinals are, and I'm actually going to take them. I think Arizona wins this game. I don't know if it's single-handedly or just like with suit with an amount of ease, but I think they just take care of business and they at least win by a touchdown because this Seahawks team just seems like they're done. It just like they have nothing to fight for. It feels like this era is over with Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson. I don't know if anyone else feels that way, if it's just me, but it just seems like it's all coming to an end in Seattle. And that's okay. If it is move on to your next era of football. While we're at it in Seattle, like you, you guys can trade DK Metcalf to Jacksonville as well. If you want, like, let's just, let's just do that like that's probably that's probably best for everybody at this point so that's what i say i think so You're, yeah yeah i think i mean I, if you if i have to take him like i would like i wouldn't number one pick i wouldn't be upset no i mean he's not he's not Devonte adams dude like relax relax okay <laughs> but he'd be able to he'd be able to chase down the defenders from you know lawrence's interceptions because he throws so many I mean, I'm kidding. Would, I'm kidding. You, I know a lot you, of them have not been his fault. They, some have though. He's, he's made some poor decisions, but also he's kind of in full fuck it mode. Like we got to do something. So, um, slinging this bitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I actually, I'm going to take Seattle in this one. Uh, I still think Arizona wins this game, but I don't think they win it by a touchdown. I think that, I think that Wilson wants to go out with a win knowing that this is his last game in Seattle. I think he wants to go out. I Again, I don't think they win it, but I think they keep it close. So give me Seattle at plus six and a half there. Um, next game, we have the Panthers at the Bucks. Boy, have the Bucks had a quiet week. Like, I don't know what that team's doing right now, but man, they are like, they are good. They're running a well-oiled machine right there. No, no outside noise whatsoever. So good for them. Like, Tom Brady knows how to knows how to keep that shit quiet. So good for them. Um, with that being said, I know the Bucks are probably not going to be playing a lot of guys, uh, but Tampa, or I mean, but the Panthers look really, really bad as well. So I'm taking Tampa Bay at minus eight. Yeah, I mean Tampa Bay is going to be fine no matter who I think is playing. I think they can run the ball efficiently. They have enough. They've had some young receivers be step that have stepped up as well, even with. Antonio Brown being out with the injury for the last couple of weeks before all this noise is taking place. I don't want to talk about Antonio Brown. Honestly, I'm done with the dude. No matter what side you're taking, feel bad. It's, I don't care. I'm done with it. But, but what side, are, but what side I, are you on? I'm on Tampa Bay side. I think Antonio Brown is just – it's through, I don't know. It's ridiculous. I'm, I'm on the side of like you probably kept dealing with a lot of distractions and noises through the entire offseason. At this point, it's like, thank God he's just, he's just, he's done this to himself. He's just left on his own. It's been bad. It's been a huge distraction, but at least he's not distracting us in the locker room anymore, being a nuisance or something we have to worry about or walk on eggshells around because we don't know how he's going to react. Why? So Keep I'm going. taking Tampa Bay to cover because Carolina is <laughs> awful too. There we are. There I we know. are. I was just like, what? 
<laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, that game was one of those games we don't really need to talk much about, honestly. It means, like, literally nothing at this point. Pan- Panthers <laughs> suck, and the Tampa Bay is the two-seed almost basically no matter what at this point. So, um, okay, Chargers at Raiders. This is the game that truly matters the most. It is literally like you win, you're in. You lose, you're most likely out. Like, it is a, it is a playoff game. Sunday night game. Excited for it. It's going to be a good one. Um, I believe on record, I am probably two and 15 betting on the Chargers this year. Uh, whatever I say, they always do the opposite. Like, <laughs> fuck them for that. But with that being said, I think that the Chargers win this game and I hope they do because I, I so badly want the Chargers in the playoffs. Like, I want to see this offense in the playoffs and just see what they can do. The defense has pieces. I mean, they've looked really bad, but like, I also trust Brandon Staley to like find a way to like come up with a game plan that could, that could slow teams down once, once you're in the playoffs. Um, I mean, I said it before the season started. I thought this team was going to go to the AFC championship against the Bills. I want to see it. Give me the Chargers at minus three. Picking the Raiders. Yeah, you are. Just because I'd much rather see the Raiders in the playoffs in case I have to face Kansas City than the Chargers because I'm honestly terrified of that team right now. Justin Herbert he's kind of becoming like my second favorite quarterback in the NFL. Like, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow. I love those guys right now. I'm so excited to watch them just continue to tear it up and be quarterbacks in the NFL for these franchises because all three of them have been franchises that have kind of had like some historic like years. You know what I mean? They're kind of some historic franchise in the NFL, of course, but it's just they've always gotten so close and they never made it. And it's like you see Kansas City did and you see how Cincinnati flipped it around so quickly with Joe Burrow and then like Justin Herbert coming in. A lot of people overlooked him. He goes to LA and he's just absolutely tearing it up. The team rallies behind him. He's a good dude. He's funny, but it's just like, man, you look at that defense too and they can get after the quarterback. They can create turnovers. Derwin James is back. Offensive line, like Rashawn Slater has just been a freaking rock over there at left tackle. Austin Eckler, you can't stop him sometimes. And it's just like fucking A, do not face him in the playoffs. Cause like you said, their coach can, he can come up with a defensive game plan that really just slows you down and gets you out of a rhythm. That's really not something I want to deal with in the first round of the playoffs when it is a 2-7 in Kansas City because L.A. can win there. Anybody can win an arrowhead. We've seen it before, and it freaking sucks when it happens, and I don't want to even risk it this year because if you can face the chart or, excuse me, the Raiders, would much rather do that. would much rather face the Raiders than arrowhead. So yeah, I'm taking absolutely. the Raiders to cover this game, but I have a feeling I'm going to be very wrong on it. Yep. How scary is it the Chargers right now are projected to have the second most cap space going into this offseason and how good they already are? I thought Jacksonville was. Jacksonville's third. They're like 500,000 less than them. <laughs> oh, that's pretty fucking terrifying. I didn't realize they had that much money. Yeah. After it goes, paying Bosa and Derwin. Good. Yeah. God. Yeah. Quarterbacks on a rookie deal. Yep. Oh. So it's Miami with the most, and then the Chargers, and then Jacksonville. Let's say Devontae Adams is like, hell yeah, I'll go to freaking L.A. Love to live there. Would love to play with Justin Herbert. One second. We just lost some sound for, for Austin there. Am I back? Yep. Nope, he is not back. But what he is saying is, imagine if Devontae Adams just said, hell yeah, I want to go to the L.A. and go to the Chargers. That would be awesome. That would be fantastic. Yeah, that's ex- and nope, still can't that's hear you, bud. exactly what I Still can't still hear can't. you. Nope. Oh, that's this awesome. is fantastic. I love this is great podcasting right now. I love it. 
he had this issue before before the podcast started. We thought we fixed it. He hadn't touched anything. He started touching wires all of a sudden, and now now shit breaks. What about now? I can't hear you. We can tell you were on your headphones now and not the microphone, but that's fine. One hundred percent less than the episode this way, I guess. But I do think uh, that's pretty terrifying for the Chargers to have <laughs> that much money heading into the offseason. I didn't realize that at all, and now I'm even more scared. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, I will say, like, Chargers will be my playoff team. Like, I want them. I want them to go well. Like. That's just what I want. So um, all in on the Chargers there. Let's go to the Sunday night game for the Sunday player prop bets. 256 passing yards for Justin Herbert. Over or under? I'm going to take the over. I think he has a huge game. Am I back? Yep, we're back. Oh, thank God. Okay, microphone is working. Look at that, boys. <laughs> we're here. Woohoo! Uh, I'm actually going to take Justin Herbert. I think he has a big game. I know I picked Vegas here, uh, but – I, I have to be honest with it. It's probably going to be the Chargers that win. So, Tricia, welcome on another W there here in terms of the spread and everything like that. But taking Herbert on the over in terms of passing, and I'm going to take Eckler on the under in rushing because he's just so much more of a factor in the passing game than he is the running game. I'll, I'm doing the same exact thing. The under is at 64. So, also taking the under there. Um, Keenan now in 68 receiving yards. I'm going to take the over there. I'm going to take the over as well. But I do wonder if there's, you know, just another deep shot to someone else that just kind of takes away from Allen. Because we've seen that before, right? Like, he gets all the underneath stuff. He gets the big third down conversions, the, the goal line touchdowns. He gets those. But we don't really see, like, the massive plays anymore from him. It's kind of someone else deep down the field due to his, you know, excellent route running and defense having to respect him. But I will take Allen over it to have the over in terms of receiving yards. Yeah. Uh, Derek Carr, 272 passing yards. I'm going to take the over on this. I'm right there with you. All right. Jacobs at 65 rushing yards. This one's tough. I think it's going to be right around this area. Um, I'm going to take the under, though. Damn it. I'll take the over. All right. And then Waller, who's coming back after missing a lot of time, uh, 61 receiving yards. I will take the under on that. I'll take the over. I think he comes back and just – has a massive play where he catches like an underneath route and then just says, see ya to everybody. Stiff's arm, Derwin James, spins away from Adderley and says, deuces. Deuces um, the way to my crib because I'm out of the playoffs because we're getting our ass kicked. That is what he's going to wow. say. <laughs> wow. Garbage right. time play, yeah. <laughs> Garbage time. This game is actually in Vegas, and now all of a sudden I'm like, shit, should I go to this? I wonder how much tickets are. Do it. Shit, I'm I'm I just might depend on what tickets are because I just spent a lot of money at the Rose Bowl. Whatever. <laughs> so, all right, that does it for us. It was great to be back on the mic after a couple of weeks off for the holidays. Um, this is, I mean, the last regular season episode for us, and then we'll get into playoffs, and then it's starting to talk about draft prospects, which is always fun for us. So, uh, we appreciate y'all. And tonight we've been talking football.